Where we lovingly dissect the best and the worst of 90s teen horror. I'm Heather Parry, and with me is Kirsty Logan. Yay! And we're in the garden, it is fucking freezing. <laughs> and we are on our final day of our Audio d'oeuvres 13 More Tales of Horror mini episodes, Halloween countdown, season 7 countdown. Season 7 launches tomorrow. <gasps> oh my god, yeah. Right? Which means it's Halloween today. Can you believe we've done six seasons? Let's not think about it. Yeah, it's just too many books. Halloween, my favourite, my Christmas. Um, <laughs> so we're on our last story. I've not got you any gifts. That's right. All right. Halloween itself is the gift. <laughs> the gift I need. So today we are talking about Bone Meal by John Gordon. Now this one is very vivid from my childhood memory because I had this book as a kid, and some of the stories I remember really well. Some of them I don't, and I remember this one so well. This isn't even really vivid in my memory from when I read it earlier today. What? Yeah. I love this story. I knew that this was going to be the one. Remember there was the other one that you loved that I thought was no- a bit nothingy. Yeah. And I love this one, and you think it's nothingy. I think this story is quite literary. It really reminds me of this Joyce Carol Oates story called Where Are You Going? Where Have You Been? Oh. Do you know that one? No. Oh, so good. You'll love it. Just that kind of intense build of apparently bland conversations, but they're actually talking about something terrible. See, I thought it was all just a bit hackneyed. I like that. <laughs> you do I like, like hackneyed. This is everything I love. I'm going to say this story, it's like Murder Lolita or... Drusilla from Buffy if she lived in the suburbs. Yeah, I won't have murder Lolita, but I'll have Drusilla in the suburbs. <laughs> so suburb Drusilla yeah. is what we're going to have, which, I'm sorry, that is my bag. Suburb Bacilla. Right. I mean... That sounds like some sort of virus. I want to read a whole book about suburb Bacilla. <laughs> <laughs> you want to write a whole book about suburb Bacilla. So here's what happens. Eunice is in her house. <laughs> Eunice is the worst name. Yes, it is. And a flirty boy selling cleaning supplies comes by and Eunice flirts using her toes and here's what happens uh, here we go so she's walking around barefoot and she points at something with her toes this is what we have he looked up his mouth was thin-lipped and rather cruel she thought and his eyes had a smiling challenge in them well is there anything you want he said anything at all I don't think so she lingered over the words you never know your luck his eyes held hers until very deliberately she lifted her foot and pointed with her toe. What's all, what is with all the foot shit? Well, it's weird, isn't it? That's what I'm saying. It's, I just feel like there's a weird undercurrent in this book. It's quite sinister. I like it. Will you read me the first line, sorry? Of the whole story? Yeah, just the first line as well. Eunice did not want to show herself to anyone, but when the door chose... Oh, no, no, just the first line. Did, want, did not want to show, show herself to anyone. I'm like, same girl. <laughs> like, <laughs> completely. I'm, this year has made me when I'm like, oh, other people have to perceive me. That's so annoying. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually getting super anxious because I'm starting to do events now because my paperback is coming out of my last book. And uh, I'm starting to get really nervous because I'm like, I haven't really been in front of people of any kind apart from my wife and the postman for a really long time. Yeah. I'm getting quite anxious about talking to people face to face. You'll be great. Do you know it's weird though, isn't it? Is it through Zoom? 
No, it's in person. Oh my god! Like not an audience, but I'll be there with the person. I see. It's a bit unsure about it. You like just the thought of like having to put on makeup and clothes that aren't leggings. Yeah, is <laughs> upsetting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not quite. I might have to wash my hair or something. <laughs> Fucking hell. Anyway, so Flirty Boy asks if she's seen his pal who's missing. Oh. Right. He also, also goes around selling cleaning supplies, but he's gone missing. I don't think anyone who does that job is hot. I mean, I don't know. That is that awful? They might be. I just imagine it to be like middle-aged men. Like David Brent out of the office. Yeah, I don't know anyone who's like under 30 who'd ever done it. Well, in this book he's hot. Okay, fine. <laughs> so then Eunice's mum comes and cock blocks him and says that she's lucky that daddy's not here. I hate when gross, adults say mummy or daddy. But that's why I think that this story's creepy. Yeah. Because you don't really know how old she is, because you're like, she's probably like 16 or 17. Mm. But then she acts like she's 10, which is why I think she's like murder Lolita, which kind of makes it creepy in my opinion. The whole thing is like some sort of weird Dickensian nightmare. Isn't it? I mean, I can't believe you say that and then you're asking why I like it. <laughs> you basically just described my dream. Yep. So then we have this. I'm going to require you to do something now, Heather. Eunice had perfected a little gurgling laugh she'd had since childhood. Men liked it. Wait, I think I can do that because I'm a bit flemmy. So you do a little gurgling laugh that men like. <laughs> Is that what men like? Hang on, I'm trying I don't really know what men like. <clears throat> It's not really gurgling, is it? Oh, that's gurgling. <laughs> wow. All the men from miles around are going to come barreling into this garden now, being really? like, who is that? Bat in erections on my way home. Who was that doing that? Even the boy magpies are going to be after you. So, her mum tells her off for showing the boy her feet. I'm like, does, I'm just asking, does this author have a foot fetish? I think it's a foot fetish family. That's why I don't like it. They're really obsessed with her feet. Yeah. And then what happens is Eunice laughs at her and then starts crying and runs off and thinks to herself, he was hideous, lecherous, just like Richard. She hated men. I think Eunice feels very 2020. (laughs) I feel like that's a tweet. Yeah, but she's also a bit like, I just don't know what's going on with her. I find her a bit annoying. She's like Drusilla, that's why. It's like, just the whole the whole story for me is just so over-the-top weird that I just sort of checked out. That's so my bag. So anyway, <laughs> she goes outside to find Daddy. Daddy, <laughs> Daddy is hoeing. <laughs> and he says this, because she asks him what he is doing, because he's putting some kind of mulch into the soil. Mm-hmm. And Daddy says girls don't want to have anything to do with dried blood and bone meal and Eunice says blood ah daddy how could you daddy says it makes the pretty flowers grow where are your shoes which is why I'm like this is Drusilla can't you just hear that in her voice yeah I can it makes the pretty flowers grow that's why I hate it because Drusilla was the most interminable fucking character of that whole show I'm going to say something now oh spike Oh, spoik. Where's my birdies? Oh, fuck, I forgot that. My birdie. <laughs> God. <laughs> I have to say, right, non-British people, does her accent sound okay to you? Kirsty, I have had 
Canadians <laughs> do my accent back at me and that's what they've said. And I've been like, what what has happened? So what it probably temporal shift right to Americans, doesn't it? <laughs> what temporal shift has occurred in the universe that like I can speak like this and the sound you do back at me is, Alright, Gavna, where's the birdies? And it's like <laughs> what's happening? I've had my English cousin, bless him, trying to do my wife's accent, which she has a very Glasgow accent, and he says, like, let's go to Glasgow. <laughs> and you're like, mate, what do you hear when she speaks? <laughs> to be fair, that's how I would do an impression of Annie. <laughs> I mean, me too. <laughs> I can't do fucking accents, bless him. He's a sweet boy, but I'm like, you need to practice those accents. <laughs> so then here's what happens. Uh, Eunice goes to bed, horny for Dick. I mean... You say corny or horny? For Richard. <laughs> corny. He's she corny certainly is corny. Richard. Um, now, what happened to Richard? Let's find out. I'm going to tell you in a minute. What did happen to Dick? I'm trying to find the page. Do a Dick joke. Um, what happened to Dick? Can I never get enough Dick? There we go. It wasn't really a joke. Wow. It was just, <laughs> it was just a confession. <laughs> <laughs> Wowzers. Um, anyway... <laughs> You're going to like this, because this is how come she broke up with Richard and she's not getting enough dick. That's such a good sentence. (laughs) Suddenly, one day in the cafeteria, with no reason, he had deserted her. He was sitting with his coffee, and all she had done as she approached him was to draw the tip of one slender finger along the table edge as he watched, and then playfully touch the tip of his nose. Oh, for God's sake, he'd said, and left her standing there. He asked how I feel about her. Yeah, I mean, but then I'm like, she's like a manic pixie dream girl. But in real life, how annoying that would be but, but if somebody also, did that. If they, if she was, like, incredibly posh. Because it's not normal teenagers that say mummy and daddy. It's no, only the, the... Like, when it's so posh, it's like a speech impediment. You know what I mean? Like, so posh that they're basically just doing an impression of someone from a film. But that's yes. how they speak. Like a very nice man that we both know who's very posh. And he talks in a way that I literally cannot understand what he's saying. Because it's <laughs> like a, they've turned into a chicken. Yeah, <laughs> and he talks, and I have to just go, because mm-hmm. I genuinely don't know what he's saying because he's so posh. <laughs> he's like the fast show, where he says, "Yeah, and I was very drunk." Yes, and that's what he sounds like. And this is what she sounds like. That's what, what Drusilla she sounds like. I just feel like, yeah, in real life, even if it was a woman that I thought was very hot, if she dragged her fingertip along a table and then tapped my nose, I would be like. Can you not, though? I think my initial response would be to punch her. <laughs> I think I would just laugh and be like, why are you doing that? <laughs> like, who are you doing that for? I think I'm just siding with everyone in this story who's not her. I mean, I don't think we're supposed to like her, really. Okay. I just like how ludicrously over the top she is. <laughs> so then what happens is that Eunice finds loads, like fucking Hunters, Heather. Kirsty, uh, there's a robin behind you. Sorry, he's really beautiful. Let me see. Where is he? He's got a lovely orange oh, he's breast. He's so pretty. Wasn't he gorgeous? Oh, listeners, I wish we could show you the robin. <laughs> he's he gone now. very beautiful. He was lovely. So, Eunice finds absolute hunters of cleaning supplies and an ID card of a strange boy. And so she teases, Mummy, <laughs> and she asks if the boy was cheeky to her. You can, I mean, all this dialogue is in Drusilla's voice. Yep. And then in the garden, Daddy is shredding wood with a massive machine. (laughs) Where could this be going? So what Eunice decides to do, because she's putting the pieces together now, she's like, a boy is missing, there's loads of cleaning supplies, 
Daddy's got a massive shredding machine. Daddy's got some massive wood that he's doing things with. <laughs> when he's not hoeing. Yeah. And so what Eunice does is she stalks Richard at the supermarket and says that she'll give him a lift home, but oops, goes to her house instead of his house. Oh no! Oh my gosh! And then she goes into the garden and she kisses him and pulls him onto her and then she screams, no Richard, stop it! <laughs> and so then daddy chops his fucking head off with a spade. Okay, yeah, I do like that. Bit. Come on! I do like that. It's amazing! <laughs> and then we have this ending, which I fucking love and I can't believe you don't like this. This is like the gothic melodrama that we always want point horrors to be or I always want them to be and so this is what happens he chops Richard's head off with a spade and then we have this later having tea with her mother in the kitchen Eunice listened to the shredder sometimes it was muffled as it chewed something soft and then there would be a rattle as it disposed of something more brittle is he nearly finished Eunice asked I expect so said her mother and Eunice got up and ran down to the garden let me do the last bit daddy oh wait let me do the last bit daddy she said he stood holding something that dripped. She held it by its hair and lowered it into the funnel. The machine swallowed it and mumbled for a while, rolling it around, but then the blades bit on the hard bone and the head shrieked. I wanted to hear him suffer, said Eunice. Oh. I love it, I love it. Here's <laughs> a good ending for the book. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> this, I just feel like this story is the goth melodrama that I dream of. It is very you. It is very me. And I have to say, listeners, in season seven, which is coming up, there is one book which you think that's a goth melodrama. <laughs> Wait until we get to this book. It is the teen goth melodrama of my dreams. Season seven is going to be full of some real experiences. It's got some absolute gems and some real shite also, which yep. is the best combination possible. <laughs> um, okay, this story, is it good? I'm going to give it a five. Oh my god. Because I loved it. Alright, I mean, I would give it like two. Okay, so we're what's that? Three, three and, and a half? half? Okay. So three and a half. Is it good bad though? I mean, I think it's so good bad. It's very good bad. It's so over the top. Yeah. Would you give it a five for good bad? Uh, I'll give it a four. Okay, I'll give it a four as well for good bad. I thought it was great. It is very me. Yeah. So No, sometimes I read back over these point horrors and I'm like, these really influenced me a lot more than I know. You think? <laughs> We can talk about it in our PhD or Point Horror Doctorate. You know, I think I, I think I was being unfair to this because I just I, the, my visceral dislike of people saying "daddy" and "mummy" when they're like anything older than five is really bad. Just read it as it's like kink. kind of shrieking melodrama, which is how I read it. <laughs> shrieking kink melodrama. Suburban Drusilla. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> and uh, what are we doing tomorrow? Nothing. We're launching season oh, 7. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm staying in bed. What are you Sorry, doing? Sorry, mate. Thought you were having a day off and you're not. Yeah, okay. Good point. It's, uh, wait, no, it's Halloween tomorrow. Yeah, so we're doing Halloween night too. Yes. Yeah. How exciting is that? Oh, my that? God. Can it be as shit as the first Halloween night? Oh, well, you wait. Report back. Yes. And we will see. Uh, until then, you can find us on Twitter at Teenage Scream underscore and on Instagram at Teenage Scream Pod. And you can also become a Patreon at patreon.com slash Teenage Scream Podcast um, if you want to donate monthly to the podcast. Yes, and you get an amazing pin badge plus a bonus episode every single month, even when we're on hiatus. Yes. So, see you tomorrow, spooky pals. Bye!